Welcome, and thanks for checking out the Living Word Family Church Sermon Podcast. Before we get to the message, we'd like to invite you to check out Living Word Family Church if you don't already have a church home. For more information, you can check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. Praise the Lord. How many of you know He has more for us than we can even imagine? And He wants us to do more than we can even imagine. We were in prayer the other night, and I've read this scripture so many times, over in Ephesians chapter 3, and I got to thinking, um, how is it that we don't, we don't expect more and greater things from him? Amen? How many of you know it's so easy to settle? If you got it pretty decent in your life, you're doing pretty good. How many of you know it's easy to settle for less than what he has for you? Amen? Paul, Paul said it like this. I've done all of this, but that doesn't mean anything anymore. I want to know him, and I press on. I'm going on. I got more to do. As long as I got breath in my body, I got more to do. He's got more for you and me to do. Amen? Amen. And I read this scripture. I was reading it as part of the prayers that Paul wrote uh, to the Ephesian church, which is to us also. There in chapter 1, you know, we read that where he gives you a spirit of wisdom, revelation, and the knowledge of him. And then I was, it came to me to read chapter 3, which he said, for this reason, he bowed his knee to the Lord Jesus Christ, and he began to pray for the whole family in heaven and earth, and he said that he, that he would grant us, how many of you know we got something he wants to, to be granted to us, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love. How many of you know we need love in the church today? We need love in our life today. Amen? Love. The greatest thing we could have is the love of God. May be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. How many want to be filled with all the fullness of God? Amen? Do you think you got enough tonight? I don't. I don't think. I, I really don't. I, I just think. Man, there are times I feel like I got a little more. You know what I'm saying? But he has far much more for us. And, it, and this verse 20, this verse 20 always gets me. It says, now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all that we ask or think. Above that? Above that. Have you got some things? You, what have you been saying that you got some things? Do you have some things that you need to be asking and saying that he could work abundantly above even that? I like what it says, and is that the Amplified? Let's see what it says in the Amplified. Now to him who, in, in consequence of the action of his power, that is work within us, is able to carry out his purpose and do superabundantly. Say superabundantly. Far over and above all that we dare ask or think, infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, and dreams. And I read that, and I thought, I've read that many times, and I thought, Am I asking for more? Am I believing for more? Am I expecting more? Because we came to prayer, and thank you all for who came the other night. The chairs were all full, and, and we prayed for specifics like uh, uh, the church and, and uh, uh, that revival and the fire of God would move in our midst. And we prayed for our nation, and we prayed for uh, the nations. How I many of you know we need to pray for the nations? We need to have a, a worldview. We need to have a view that's outside of ourselves. And he said, if you'll begin to ask me, I'll give you what you need. Amen? 
Amen. What you want, what you need, and I'll give you far above that. I've got greater things that you can't even imagine. Amen? But we get stuck. You ever been stuck? You can get, <laughs> you can get spiritually stuck, too. And then you need a Holy Ghost tow truck to pull you out of the ditch. Something that will stir, you know, stir you up. Amen? You got, and so tonight, I wanted to begin to talk about his, to expect his blessings and expect his goodness to come upon us. Amen? Amen. Don't settle for less than what God has for you, individually and corporately. I mentioned the other night, when, during prayer, we're praying. We need to begin to say what decree and say what will be rather than what is. Every time we walk into this sanctuary, we ought to look around and say, Man, I'm so glad this thing's full. God-hungry, God-thirsty people. Not to say, well, we could all move here to the middle. Where's everybody at? Who's that come from? Because when you start to say, where's everybody at, you begin to think about that, and then you begin to, it kind of stirs in your heart. Where is everybody at? What are we doing? Why are we here? What's wrong with people? Rather than saying, God, fill this house with your goodness and your glory. Amen? Amen. It's, there's just a little difference there. You just tweak it a little bit. But over in Psalm chapter 20, if you want to turn there, if you have your Bibles, and I hope, I hope you have a Bible. I know you've got phones and everything else. In fact, I'm going to use my phone a little bit later. But in, in, in uh, Psalms chapter 20, this is David. This is the, the, uh, David's group going out to fight a battle, and they're praying, and, and they're asking God, you know, for his goodness and its assurance of, uh, assurance of God's saving work. And, and, and I like what it says in verse 6. Now I know that the Lord saves his anointed. In other words, he saves us. How many of you know he saves you from your problems? Amen? Do you expect that? When they come, do you expect to be rescued and saved? Or do you just think, ah, I don't know. But in verse 20 or chapter 21, this is David. And, and he's... And he's speaking out for himself because the battle's won. And he says this. He says, the king shall have joy in your strength, O Lord, and in your salvation how greatly shall he rejoice. Amen? The church ought to be rejoicing. We ought to be rejoicing in his salvation and strength. Hallelujah. Can somebody say hallelujah? We ought to get out of that lethargic, uh, complacent spirit that says never can say a word in church. We ought to be excited about what God has done and will do and continue to do if we'll just get, get in line with what he said. Amen? How is it that we become so quiet and so reserved? I think we came out, some of us came out of churches like that. Nobody said anything. The preacher get up and say a few things and everybody get up and go home. We, got, we have something far greater. It ought to excite us when we read a scripture like that. You have given him his heart's desire. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he'll what? Give you his, your heart's desire. Amen? And it goes on to say, and have not withheld the request of his lips. That sounds like a good God to me. What are you asking for? He's not withholding it. You haven't asked him. Ask of me. Hey, man, I'm telling you, this is where we ought to be today. Begin to believe for greater things. Begin to believe for things that you can't do in your own strength, your own possibilities. You know what I'm saying? 
believe in him and say, God, move on people, move on, move on souls, move, help me to be a witness unto you. Help me uh, go forth and, and, and let me see your goodness and your glory. You set a crown of pure gold upon his head. He asked for life for you and you gave it to him. Length of days and for, forever and ever. Amen. He was, <laughs> he was joyous. Long life will I satisfy them and give them my, my salvation. Amen. His glory. Now, I've listened to the Keith Moore, uh, more and more and more and more and more. But he talks about when you see glory, it's like when Moses said, show me your glory. And he says, I'll make my goodness go before you. It's God's goodness. We don't have to wait for a cloud to come in the sanctuary. We don't have to be uh, uh, exuberant in here. We, ha- we can see his goodness wherever we go. Amen? His goodness is wherever we go. His goodness is when he helps somebody out of the, uh, out of a, uh, you know, the darkness into the light. He's go- his goodness is when he heals somebody. His goodness is when he provides uh, financial uh, prosperity for you. His goodness is when, when he does things for you that you couldn't do for yourself and you had no hope of anything being done. Amen? Come on now. And he says, <laughs> he says his glory or his goodness is great in your salvation. Honor and majesty have you placed upon him, for you have made him most blessed forever. You have made him exceedingly glad with your presence. For the king's thrust in the Lord, trust in the Lord, and, and through thy mercy of thy most high, he shall not be moved. How many of you know we don't have to quit? We don't have to give up in the midst of the storm. How many of you know before this, they were praying for deliverance from the, the, from the battle? Were they not? And then after that, here comes, here comes the, the blessing. How many of you know the blessing can, <laughs> can come? He's always working behind the scenes. Always working behind, you know, if you heard that song, Waymaker, Waymaker. And, and, and if you ever heard the Pentecostals of uh, Alexandra sing it? They can rip it up pretty good, you know. <laughs> and they get to a point where even though I don't see him, even though I don't hear him or, 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 or you know, he's working. He's working behind the scenes. He's working in my behalf. How many of you know he's working in your behalf? Amen? Get on board with it. Get on board. David said, hey, this is, you got, you got us through. Now, listen, in the, in the, uh, in the Message Bible, it says down in, ver- in, in verse 2, it says, you gave him exactly what he wanted and you didn't hold back. How many of you know God's not holding back anything from us? It's us not approaching him to get it. Amen? Amen. He wants us to have his goodness. He wants us to see his glory. He wants us to walk in his goodness and glory. Why? Because we can demonstrate it to a lost and dying world. Amen? If we, if we were to go out here and say, uh, how, did, how, did, how have you been able to live this kind of life? Because God blessed me. He, his goodness. He just did it for me. You don't have to say, you know, you don't even have to preach to him. You can talk about his goodness. What's the gospel? It's the good news of what Jesus has done for us. We don't have to tell somebody they're going to hell. Most of the time they know it anyway. Amen. Or they say there is no hell, which is even worse. But all you got to do is say, look what God has done. And you don't have to do it with a big ego or egotistical. You can just say, God saved me, set me free, healed my body. 
had, had a big debt coming due, and I didn't know where it was coming from, and all of a sudden something came in, and I got it paid for, got it paid off. Amen? If you expect things to happen, they'll begin to happen. Amen? If you, what's the, what's the, uh, the old saying? Is it Murphy's Law? If you think something bad is going to happen to you, it probably will. Well, how about if we think something good is going to happen? Because we got a better word than Murphy's Law. We got the word of God that says he's blessed us with all types of blessings that we can't even think of. And he says, I'm going to make them come forth to you. Amen? In Psalm 119.68, it says, God, is you, God, you are good and you do good. I mean, you know, can you smile and say, God is good and he does good? We say it, but do we really believe it? If we really believe it, we'll begin to expect things from him. He's got, we're his kids. Amen? We're his kids. We're here on this earth to bring him glory. Have you ever thought of that? When you trust him, when you expect things from him that he said in his word, doesn't it, doesn't it excite you when your kids, you, most of you have had kids, little kids, and they come up to you, that little uh, Jude out there. Doesn't he make everybody smile? Comes up and you just, you can just give him anything and everything. His mom and dad say, go ahead, go ahead, just give him all kinds of stuff. But you understand. It, make, it, it, it makes, you know, it just gives you excitement for that. What about God? When you say, Lord, I thank you that you've blessed me. God, I thank you that you've shown me your goodness and your mercy and your kindness. Everywhere I go, I can just witness to you. Well, it, you know what? David is saying here, the blessing came after the adversity. How many of you know you can go through something now? You can be blessed soon and very soon. You can go through the adversity and come out on the other side, and he's waiting to bless you. How many of you say, he's waiting to bless me? Amen. But if we never think that way, guess what? (laughs) If you don't believe it, you're not going to have it. Amen? Not doubt in your heart. We are to declare his goodness to this generation. Amen? God is a good God. Say it with me. God is a good God. And we're to expect good things. Isn't that true? Now listen, we're not to give up and give in when adversity strikes. Because I guarantee you, everybody goes through some adversity in life. A lot of times, we usually don't like it, do we? It's not, it's hard things. Some things are hard to deal with. Some things are harder than other things. But I guarantee you, we're not to give up. We're not to quit. Amen? What does it say in Psalm 27, 13 and 14? He said, I would have lost heart. I would have given up unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I would have quit. I would have gave up. How many of you know that's what the devil wants us to do? Amen? We're on a course for the glory of God and the goodness of God, and the devil says, I got to get them off of that. I got to get them to shut up and quit talking about how good God is. Well, that's all they want to talk about is, well, God did this for me and God did that for me. Yeah, he don't want you to say that because it's why. It's his goodness that causes people to what? Repent. You show people the goodness and guess what? They may not like you when you're talking to them. Uh, You know, they may, oh, well, I don't want to talk. But they're listening. They're listening. Amen? Amen. Amen. It's amazing how you can influence people that you wouldn't think you could by 
just demonstrating his goodness. Amen? Well, you're going through something. Yeah, but his goodness is carrying me through. Yeah, but it doesn't look like it's, it's going to work out for your, 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 your good. No, he's going to work it out because he's working behind the scenes to help me through. He always carries me through. He always, carries, he always causes me to triumph and have victory in the midst of the storm. Hallelujah. Come on, don't sit there like a bump on a log. Say amen, somebody. We only got 20 minutes. We can, we can stand another 20 minutes. But it's his goodness. He loves us. He wants us to demonstrate his goodness. And he's waiting to bless you. I got that big sign up in my office, and it, 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 that banner. And I look at it, and I think, blessed to be a blessing. Whew. If you'd say that to yourself, man, I'm blessed. Well, things ain't going like, like you like. Yeah, but I'm blessed. I'm blessed going in. I'm blessed going out. I'm blessed sitting down. I'm standing up. I'm blessed. I'm healed and delivered and set free by the power of God. doesn't look like you're doing that good. No, I'm blessed. And I'm blessing others. Because Jesus said it's more blessed to give than to receive, and I'm going to give all I can. Amen? Hallelujah. James said, don't waver. Stand your ground. Amen? Amen. Don't quit. Don't give up. Look at uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Why? Because God has so much for, more for you. How many of you know you can be right in line for a victory and give up just before you get it? Isn't that true? We've, we've seen ball teams do that. They don't fight to the end. They give up before it's over. You can't give up before it's over. We're running a race to the end. Amen? Amen. Now in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, it says this. I has not seen, nor ear, nor ear heard, nor has entered into the heart of men the things which God has prepared for those who, what? Love him. Sounds like he can do abundantly above all we ever ask or think or pray and, and desire, right? He's got things for us. Goes on to say, but God isn't withholding them from us. He has revealed them to us through his spirit. How many of you know that's why it's important that we talk about being spirit-filled and not just getting baptized one time in the spirit, but being repeatedly filled with his spirit? Because then you begin to walk in what the spirit says. You begin to receive what the spirit says rather than just saying, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. No, the spirit says he's got greater things for us, laid up for us. Amen? And it says, for the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God, for what Man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him. Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. His goodness. God is good to me. His goodness. I want to see your glory. I'll show you my goodness everywhere I go. You'll be walking in my goodness. Do you expect his goodness? Amen? Amen. Amen. Now, if we're, to, <laughs> if we're to see his goodness and if we're to walk in all that God has for us, we've got to learn to do something. We've got to learn to praise him. We've got to learn to worship him in the midst of our troubles. Psalm 107 says this in verse 1. 
Psalm 107. You know that refrain at 107 is always talking about. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for his, he is what? Good. Why do we want to give thanks? He's good. My God's good. For his mercy endures forever. Verse 8. It's basically the same. Oh, that in the King James it says, oh, that men would praise him. Oh, that we would praise him. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord or praise him for his what? His goodness. If we want to receive his goodness and the things he has for us, what do we begin to do? We begin to what? Praise him. Isn't that right? Magnify him. Glorify him over the things that are happening to us so he can deliver us from them. Amen? Amen. You know, we made that comment many times when you're going through hell, don't stop. When you're going through hell, but just praise God. Just rejoice. Give God praise in the midst of your trouble. You're going to find you'll get out of it a lot quicker than sitting there moaning and groaning and being down in the mouth. Amen? Do you know our mouths are an important thing? Our words are so important. Jesus said, out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth will speak. And you'll be judged. You'll make your way good or you'll make your way bad by what you say. Go over and read it sometimes in, in, in Matthew 12, 35 through 37, 38. That you're going to be judged for every idle word. <laughs> Amen. So let's get back to saying what the God says. Let's get back to saying what the Bible says. Well, I'm going through this, but his goodness is going to carry me through. Amen. Amen. Turn to Psalm 34, one of my favorite scriptures of all our passages, you know. Psalm 34. This is a psalmist. He's, <laughs> I always like what it says. He's, he's pretending to be mad when he's being pursued by Abimelech, right? So what's he do? He says, and Abimelech must think he is mad because he's doing something that he, Abimelech won't do himself. But it says this in Psalm 34. David says, I will bless the Lord at all times. This guy's trying to kill me. I'm going to bless the Lord in the midst of that. Amen? Why? He says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise, what? Shall continually, say continually, be in my mouth. How many of you know you push back the mully grubs? You push back the depression. You push back the despair when you begin to bless the Lord and magnify the Lord. Amen? And it goes on to say, my soul shall make its boast in the Lord. What's our soul made up? Our mind, our will, our emotions. Amen? And your will will control your mind and your emotions if you'll let it. Usually it's the other way around. Our emotions control our will. And it goes on to say, the humble shall hear of it and be glad. <laughs> you got to be humble to hear about the goodness of God. You really do. I don't want to hear all that. You got people out there a day. I don't want to hear all that. Or you got people in the church, in churches, that believe a certain way and don't want to hear about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They don't want to talk about a word of faith. They don't want, well, you mean you can say, speak a confession and believe that God's going to heal you or deliver you? What's wrong with you? He ain't going to do that. Well, the same Bible you're reading says that he can and he will, if you'll not doubt in your heart. Amen? Goes on to say, oh, magnify, say, oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Amen. Magnify the problem over what's go what you're going through and just begin to say, I'm going to magnify his goodness. He is good to me. Hallelujah. I'm guaranteeing you, you'll begin to walk out of your stuff. 
Now, the devil will try to get you off some other way, but, hey, you're just going to keep on walking. Amen? I'm walking. Remember what Albert used to say? Albert Willis. <laughs> keep walking and say all kinds of things. Turn around and walk the other way. Just keep walking. Don't stop in your trouble. Just believe that the goodness of God's going to carry you through. Amen? Goes on to say, I sought, or I sought for the Lord. I, what's it say? He's a rewarder of those who what? Diligently seek him. I sought the Lord, and he heard me and delivered me from all my, we just talked about it a while ago, fears, didn't Fears. Fears. Fears will, fears will lack of a better word, constipate you. Will stop you. Stop the flow of what God wants to do. Seriously. I sought the Lord, and he delivered me from all my fears. They looked to him and were radiant, and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried out, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of his troubles. Out of all his troubles. That's the word of God. Well, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know, but he said he'd save me out of all my trouble, whatever I'm going through. Amen? The angel of the Lord encamps around, all around those who fear him and delivers them. We got angels all around us to deliver us. Amen? But here's verse 8. Now, if you haven't heard Keith Moore teach on the goodness of God or the good, God is good, you ought to go hear this because it'll, it'll stir you up. We need to be stirred up. Say, I need to be stirred up. Amen? Say, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him or woman that trusts in him. Oh, taste and see. God, you're so good. You're so good. Let me see if I had, I wrote another scripture down here. Oh, in, in, the, in the, uh, the message Bible, it says, open your mouth and taste. And verse 9, worship God if you want the best. Worship opens the door to all of his goodness. Man, we ought to be worshipers. We ought to, we, I'm not saying you have to run over people and, and do things that are out of, uh, you know, that draw attention to you in the service, but you could certainly praise your, raise your hands and praise the Lord and open your mouth and say how good he's been to you. And when they're singing songs up there, you ought to, you ought to even be looking at anybody. You ought to be, God, I'm just worshiping you. I'm magnifying you because when I do that, your goodness is going to come up on me. It'll drive back to the enemy. Amen? It'll drive back the doubt and unbelief and worry and fear and care. It will. This is something we all have to do. We're, it's not just for the preacher. It's not just for somebody, you know, uh, sister spiritual over here. You understand? It's for all of us. We ought, to, we ought to be talking about the goodness of God more than anything else. Goes on to say, oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. There's no want to them who fear him. Reverence, that's reverence and worship when you talk about fear. The young lions lack and suffer hunger. What's, what's the young lions? The ones that feel they can do it without him. They can do it all. They're smart. They, they got, you know, they're, they're extremely smart, intelligent, but they think they suffer lack and hunger. Why? Because they're trying to do it without the Lord. But it goes on to say, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. So my question tonight, going back to Ephesians chapter 3, what are we asking or thinking? What are we believing God for? Are we expecting the goodness of God to overcome us and run over us? Amen? 
Draw nigh to God, he says, and he will, what? Draw nigh to you. So what do we expect tonight? We expect, we should expect, God, I just want to know you. I want to get to know you. I want to know you, how good you are. I'm, I'm just exalting you and magnifying. I know I'm going through these problems, but they don't seem like anything compared to you. Amen? Amen. You begin to do that, and guess what? You begin to have some good days, not all bad days. And then what does is, what is the uh, 23rd Psalm say in verse 6? Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. All the days of my life. And I'll, what is it? And I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So where to start now? That's a psalm to the living. Amen? We don't have to wait to get to heaven to and experience his goodness. We just got to be doing something. We got to be pushing ourselves forward and say, I'm going to serve the Lord. I'm going to bless the Lord. I'm going to magnify the Lord. If people look around me, they might think I'm crazy, but who cares? They thought David was crazy. And he said, I'll bless the Lord at all times. Amen? And what happened with Abimelech? He took off because he said, that man is crazy. Right? You'll run your enemies off. Hallelujah. Psalm 84, verse 11 and 12 in the Amplified says this. Hallelujah. Psalm 84, verse 11 and 12. For the Lord's God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory or goodness. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. God isn't holding back on anything. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the man who trusts in you. Amen? Amen. So what are we to do? We're to stir ourselves up. If it helps you, take what Lynette did. I'm stirring myself up. I'm stirring myself up. I'm going to bless you, Lord. Well, trouble's coming. Yeah, but I'm going to bless you in the midst of my trouble. I'm going to bless you as I'm going through the trouble. I'm going to bless you and praise you after the trouble comes and the blessing comes. Amen? I'm going to bless you before I ever get in trouble. Chances are you won't get in trouble. Amen? Amen. Why don't you stand up with me? Thanks for listening. We hope that this message encouraged and equipped you in your walk with Christ. Make sure to follow us on Facebook or Instagram to stay updated with what's going on at Living Word Family Church. Have a great day.